Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Should you do would you rather? Okay. Have you got one? Do you know one off the top of your head? I did hear one this morning, which was, would you rather be trapped in a um, cage with a lion or a, a tank with a shark? Trapped in a tank with a shark. Yeah. So tra- he's trapped in a cage with a lion or trapped in a, like not a, not a tank with like a turret and a gun, like a tank, like a water tank. Ah, uh, right. Okay. I was going to say like. I think if you're in a, like a, like a, an army tank with a shark, it'd be fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd you could just that. like lean. If you land against one side of the shark and just put your hand on the shark, just push, just push it away because it would be going like oh, that, wouldn't it? And you could just be. <laughs> they, I bet they're so strong though, because they're just, just a big a tube, aren't they? Yeah, big tube of big tube of muscle, contractile tissue. But I suppose if you if you got your hand on the back of its head and you were just like just pressed it down, yeah, yeah, because it's it's only because I think if as long as you're on top of it, it can't bite you. It depends how strong its jaw is to open. Because if, if it's on its front, oh, someone bloody alarm's going off now. Um, if it's on its front like that and you're pressing, it could go and push you up. Yeah, but it, the nose is here. The mouth's here, isn't it? So, like, That's as true. long as, as – unless it can go open and, like, flip over and get you in. And, but I feel like that's – I mean, I, the, the thing is, I don't know. I've never met a shark. Especially like, in a tank. The thing is, I feel like, at, even though I'm terrified of sharks, I feel like I'd have a chance in the tank with the shark for some reason. Whereas I think a lion in a cage, like, I don't know why, but I just think it would be harder. You'd have to just jump to the top and kick it. <laughs> you could maybe you could try and like reason with it, negotiate with it. Yeah, it won't, it won't speak English, so that's a trouble. You'd just be like, "Look, sit down. I want you to draw a square. <laughs> draw a triangle inside the square, and then inside the triangle, I want you to draw a circle. Yeah. In the middle, I want you to write leads. In the triangle, <laughs> each of the corners, I want you to write sales, flow, and content. And then in the square, I want you to write outreach. Now, the lion's like, look, mate." I'm quite, you know, no, 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 it's all right. So then below the square, I want you to write pipeline. <laughs> and then I want you to think well, of like, look, look, mate, look, look, I've been pushed on these things before. I don't need the pushy tactics, right? I just want a realistic approach. <laughs> don't want to build a huge Instagram following, man. Like I'm a lion. I'm in this cage all the time. I just haven't got the time to be doing what he's trying to teach me. Yeah, it's okay, man. Just, just draw a circle. <laughs> That's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, we were. So we've been through a sales call where someone asked you to draw a circle. That's cool. and I think Johnny and I were looking at each other, just like. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the thing, isn't it? If like someone says, 
get some paper, get a pen, and you think, okay. And then you see, you've got the paper, you've got the pen, and someone says, draw a square. You're like, all right, draw a square. Draw a circle. You're like, mm, is he just going to make me draw things now? Is this just a drawing lesson now? <laughs> so it's when to stop, isn't it? It's How long is this going on like, for? Yeah. Is, is this going? Is the person just trying to get out of me eating them from the cage? Or <laughs> I'm so glad that I don't know if you heard that because I was tactically muting the what mic. But there was a there was an alarm going off outside my house, <clears> and <throat> with an alarm, you never know how long it's going to be there. You think, well, is it someone's house alarm? Have they left the house? Is it just going to go on forever? And luckily, we discovered at the start of this podcast that Zoom automatically cuts out both intermittent and background noise which is incredible. So it's another point to Zoom against Skype. (laughs) 1-0. And it's because of Jordan Peterson's daughter. Is that right? Well, yeah. She opened our eyes to the advanced audio settings in Zoom. There you go. Who thought? Who thought (laughs) Jordan Peterson (laughs) would have such an influence? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Speaking of Zoom. Ah. <laughs> Very good segue. Segue. Not S E G W A Y. S E G U E. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Segway. S E G W A Y, I think is just the brand. I think. Uh, okay. Like Could Velcro or Staple. Yeah, although to Staple is also. I feel like Staple is. A thing, not a brand. Maybe Hoover. Hoover, that's correct. Tannoy. Tannoy. Tannoy's a brand. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But what is it if it isn't sellotape? Sticky, Sticky tape. tape. So did you, <laughs> did you see the thing the other day of two scientists discovering an insect? One of them goes, "Oh, we we should call it long legs because of its long legs." And the other scientist goes, mm, not kinky enough. <laughs> I've not seen that, no. I think I was, I didn't realise you'd finished and I thought it was something else. So like the, 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 the video back will just be me going. But I, I think that this is the, the, I imagine the listeners will have the same experience because the, the, the kind of, the, timing of that particular joke is in filling the gaps isn't it yeah there's i suppose the, the, what that joke's meant to do is that it's like takes you along this route that you think is going to go like this and it just leaves you and then you go <laughs> <laughs> so i really like the thing completely uh, not not related but the thing where there's, a, there's an elephant and there's loads of scientists looking at the elephant and one person's looking at the ear going like oh it's a fan and the other person's looking at the trunk going like, no, no, it's a hosepipe. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's like a Zen uh, story, isn't it? Zen parable. Oh, is it? I don't know. Or is this like a different version of it? Where, yeah, I, think so. So. I think the idea is that like everyone misses the point that it's an elephant because everyone zoomed in on the, it's like they're missing the wood for the trees. We've definitely made that mistake. I think Constantly. with business and with fitness. Yeah. It's like doing a Zoom session thinking it's an online business. <laughs> not quite the same to the way around but that's what we want to talk about today isn't it so so what what is your contention with zoom classes online um well 
it's so I think the reason why generally speaking the reason why people begin coaching online is either to expand their reach to have more flexibility in the way they deliver their service or increase the number of people they can work with generally and part of the problem with offline coaching is that it's I'm constrained by my hours in the day like that is the the resource that you sell and you only have so many of them so it's like that is your inventory problem like that is the thing that like how do I scale my time how do I scale my revenue well I need to find more time from somewhere which is a pretty big like universal problem like how do we create more time like if you solve that you won't be a personal trainer anymore so people move online but then do the same thing it's like hosting a live zoom class like yes you might be able to get more people to attend the zoom class but you've still got you can still only do eight zoom classes a day with people who and it's going to be the same problem where like people can only do them at 6 a.m 7 a.m 8 a.m or 7 p.m 8 p.m 10 p.m so that's so, really that's it so all that's happened there is you've taken what you were doing in the gym and just doing it at home but there's no fundamental but you're using a tool that has the potential for infinite scalability exactly but you're using it in a very constrained format yeah it's okay. it's just an offline service i think it's great for what people have been doing more recently with like i have a, a ton of online clients who offline clients who can't make it to the gym I want to retain working with them. I need to offer the most similar service possible. I think that makes sense. But to think so, like, I'm then going to expand that, like you're just going to create the same problem that you have already. So pros and cons, I guess, if you are running a live Zoom class, you have the accountability so you can police people as they're, as they're doing it. And to me, I think that's the only pro. If someone knows that they're doing some Pilates or whatever, and they know that someone's watching them and is going to call them out, Mm-hmm. then great. I don't know how much of delivering a Zoom class is that and how much of it is people just wanting to to just have something to follow along with. Because if it is just that, then you're much better off doing a pre-recorded, better delivered version of the whole thing and creating them in a members area with like a structured progressive format and charging a monthly fee for to be honest, I I just I think I have a problem full stop with like follow along sessions. I just don't think that's what online coaching is. But I see your point. Like it's yeah. a very it's a very specific market that wants like this is a workout rep by rep to follow. It's people who already like I yeah you're right. I understand if like if you're someone who used to teach Joe, uh, not Joe Wicks classes. What's the other one? Body Pump and Les Mills. Les Mills. Les Mills. it's correctly pronounced. So, so if, if you did that stuff and, and you know, yoga teaching and Pilates and stuff like, then yeah, like if you're a bit uninventive, then you're going to be doing the same thing online during lockdown. But it does lend the question of like, actually, if I'm able to generate revenue this way, I need to speak to my customers and say, what is it about it that you want to do? And <laughs> if it's, I want something that's more, that's guided still, but has a, has a full system or I can dip in and out whenever I, whenever I have time rather than turning up at 6am for the live class, then members area becomes. But you're going up against like every celebrity with an exercise DVD at that point. Like that's what you're offering there is available on YouTube endlessly. Like there's nothing, there's nothing bespoke really about that. Like it's a follow along, do at home, generally speaking, exercise class. Like you can't go and do, you can't go and do a weight training exit like program in a gym with a follow along video, really. 
it's not something I would I would ever do myself, and I, I can't imagine you would either. Like no. the closest thing is you've done Romward. Yeah, so a yoga session, I guess it, it does work for yeah. But that's part of your morning routine, and it's like when you wake up and are ready to do it, not at a specific time. Oh God! I, well, yeah, yeah. I I did one this morning and put it on Instagram, but it's the foundation series, so it's just a YouTube video that is a <laughs> daily back rehab thing that you do, and I'm perfectly happy doing the same guided video every day. Yeah, because it's for a specific purpose, and it's not. I'm not looking for like, There's a six a.m. class you stuff, and you've got to be there. You like you'd maybe be there a couple of times, but it would only be so long before you think I can do this myself, or like what am I actually getting out of this? But there is some. Have you heard of Peloton? Well, like, they're a, they're a much bigger brand, but have you heard of their, their more recent stuff like the Follow Along? I think there's so many live classes going on worldwide with their instructors. It's spinning on an exercise bike, so that you buy the bike. It's like a lot and then you get access to their classes i think that is quite a smart idea but the real winners there are peloton themselves oh of course yeah <laughs> yeah so like but this is, so this is my point right like what we're saying here is okay i'm going to do a follow-along exercise class what does the market look like for that who's my competition so i've got i've got peloton quite big like advertising on tv regularly like regular spot on the tim ferris podcast and then i'm going up against every celebrity who releases an exercise DVD who has like channel four or, you know, all these big distribution channels, magazines, interviews on morning TV. But what I'm going to do is start this on my Instagram and try and reach a couple of thousand people. And I'm going to offer something really different and unique. It's just a losing game. I'm just going to shut the window. So that's because the people who, the, the celebrities that are, have really dominated the group class world. They have such a powerful personal brand that they're able to leverage that massive traffic. Yeah. And if anything, like if they're doing it for free, so Joe Wicks, for example, does yeah, he do them live example. or is he, is he just YouTube videos? I think the ones he was do, like the PE classes with Joe, I think were live the ones he was okay. doing lockdown. Yeah. So he's not charging for those. No, he's just using it as brand building. And now he's yeah. known as Mr. Lockdown, isn't he? Which is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like, think this is this is the problem. Is like there's two sides to this situation. Is that one side is that people see personal trainers see people doing that and think, well, that's what I need to be doing, and that's what online coaching is, and so everyone copies that model. The other side of it is people see everyone doing that and think, oh well, there's so much free stuff now. Why would anyone pay for something? And so you've got this this like weird like split down the fitness industry of people who think like the online industry is far too crowded. I'm not even going to bother Com- uh, contrasted with the way to be an online coach is I need to do a live video every morning at 8am of me doing like body exercises in my living room and then sell access to live zoom classes as my, like that's my offer. And I just think I, 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 I completely get it. Cause it's like, if you don't know much about it and you're thinking about doing it and that's what you see people doing, it's only rational to think, well, that's what to do, <laughs> right? But, you know, five years ago, the same things were like when we, when we started Propen Fitness, there, was, there, were live, there were classes that you could do on YouTube that you could follow along with. There were DVDs you could buy to do at home. Like nothing's changed. It's just that people are more, more people are trying it and more people are aware of it now. Do you think demand will continue for live Zoom classes once they reopen gyms? The demand will be the same from the same people who wanted that before lockdown. 
But like when you can go back to a gym, why would you like, this is assuming, right? Like the people aren't thinking, uh, I don't think gyms are safe yet and all that sort of stuff. Like if we talk far enough into the future where it's no longer an issue, I don't think anyone, yeah, then maybe there's a percentage, but I think most people who train in a gym want to go back to a gym. You're right. So there's a lot of features, factors up and for and against. So one of them is people are desperate to get back into a gym and there's the novelty aspect. And once mm. lockdowns open, they're like, oh yes, I can go back in the gym. And so there's going to be a, a surge. There is also going to be a, a counter effect, which is you said people might who are more afraid or more health anxious would be like, even though the government says it's okay to go back to gyms, I don't want to get the Rona. So <laughs> I'm going to stay at home. <clears throat> then you have another feature, which is people who realize that home classes may be more suitable for their lifestyle. So mm. the same way that when there was a tube strike in London a few months ago mm. and people had to suddenly find alternative means of transport, when the strike ended and people then could go back to the tube, 20% of people remained with their new mode of transport because they found it was more efficient or faster or Definitely. more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I think, I can't remember who was telling me about that, who I was speaking to about this. Probably George. So it's someone, some visionary thinker who's like sitting and <laughs> thinking about the, the macro situation. But it was the argument that like, if you think of the offline landscape, gyms like, like small uh, boutique facilities that offer like in-person coaching and um, close contact and maybe small group classes and things like that, where there's like racks and rigs and, barbells and all that sort of stuff right like where you and i would choose to train if we could um those those facilities are quite hard to replace so if you are a regular user of that facility you're facing the option of like right if i don't if i'm gonna not go back to the gym i need to buy all of that kit which is five grand let's say to buy the same quality if you go to a big commercial gym and you go and use like an exercise bike or a treadmill and then do some stretching and then maybe do a, a bit of like dumbbell work or barbell work. Like you could buy a exercise bike and some dumbbells and yeah, it's a couple of grand, but that's you for life now. Like if that's what you get out of the gym that you go to, it's actually quite easy to replace that relatively speaking. Like you need like a two or two or three bits of kit that is one outlay. And if you're not going for the community aspect or like, cause you're working in, in depth with a coach or something like that, it probably, I think there probably will be a percentage of those people who think I'm just going to stay at home. Yeah. It's, that's an interesting thought. Like if, if everyone's a truly rational agent and they were to cost up, what are the financial and non-financial benefits I get from going to the gym? So I am renting these five bits of equipment in the long term on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And usually people in the gym don't tend to, they don't tend to use all the equipment. Like they'll just use like the a same bits, bits yeah. each time mm -hmm. combined with, social element okay i would pay three pounds a month for that or whatever their like their personal value for those things is and then they say well if i just pay one off yeah and i've got the equipment for life it it's also the reason and, and also that the value of that stuff drops very quickly when lockdown ends like currently the kings of lockdown are the people who have got a squat rack at home before any of this like well mm -hmm. like you so so it hasn't really affected your life. You've been able to, <laughs> to train um, as, you, as you normally do. Yeah. If someone bought one just for this, and then four months later, they're like, oh, I want to go back to the gym, and now I've got this like, squat rack in my living room. 
and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. Well, there's a problem. There's going to be a big, big supply um, dump in the market of secondhand gym equipment. Yeah. So this is why I'm personally such a big fan of like, right. I've got say six months of time to really focus on body weight stuff. I'm going to get a set of parallettes. Well, I already had a set of parallettes and a pull-up bar. Really? Like not many people need much more than that. I've been Mm. doing this for years and I've, I know that I've still got years and years of progress left mm-hmm. just with a set of parallettes. Like they're so difficult. I don't need to go and buy a kettlebell and a, um, I don't know, a sandbag and all this stuff. Cause there's enough training volume to be gotten out of just those simple things already. And you have an online coach, right? I have an online coach. Does the online coach send you like a, a, a video of like a VHS like video in a box that you put into your video player and you follow along the exercises. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. I thought that might be the case, but so like, okay, so let's talk about that. And so what, so you can't go to a gym. You normally would go to the gym. You're doing something at home using minimal equipment and yet you're paying someone to help you with that. What is the value you're getting from that situation? Like, why are you paying this person? So I'm getting the value a lot more than what he's charging, to be honest. And I've, I've told him this. He's charging $20 right. for, uh, per month for a full written program, video feedback. He undefined email access. I've only emailed him twice or three times, I think, mm. just with a video. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so I said to him, like, look, listen, man, like you're pricing <laughs> well. Me, man. <laughs> but, but I'm getting innumerable value from that because it's – and and maybe this is where it comes down to like that you and I and most people listening <clears throat> will be self-motivated people who would train regardless and are just yeah. looking for some way to apply that. Whereas a lot of people have either used lockdown as a way to get into health, lose a, lose a few pounds or whatever, stop smoking, which is great. And yeah. therefore like, okay, they'll join a zoom class because it's, it's new to them. It's all novel. It's accountability. Whereas, our reason for hiring a coach is not so much the accountability. And so whether someone's calling me out on a zoom call or not, I don't really care. I just want the information because I'm going to do the program anyway. So I so think that, that's it, isn't it? I think like you and I would see the zoom call as inconvenient. And I like <laughs> you and I as a representation for like any, any gym, go- like most gym goers in the UK, like look at how many people go to a gym without someone coming and grabbing them from the house. Right. Yes. They might work with the personal trainer, but they're still going to the gym. So I think what it is that people really want, it's it's more it's closer to consultancy, isn't it? It's closer to uh, you have someone who's saying like, look, you said for your situation, for where you're trying to get to, this is what I would recommend you do. Like you're going to be spending this many hours doing this. So based on that, based on the resource you have available, this is my recommendation. Go and do it, and then let's evaluate the, the results, and I'll give you some feedback, and we'll course correct. And that's like what a consultant would do going into a business, or like anyone giving advice would do and there's nothing in that that means that that coach has to be there on a live call at 9am right it's you're right if anything it would be inconvenient if he was like look because he he might think from his perspective oh i'm really giving loads of value by having a daily call with this client i'd be like oh look i don't want a daily call i just want Mm. like just send me an email tell me what to do i'll go and do it in my own time at my convenience yeah and but this is you know the, the we believe that the three prongs of coaching are information accountability and objectivity and people have different preferences for each of those things yeah. and i think for for johnny and i like our 
with our training age and train, level of training interest, accountability is quite low on that um, on that selection. Like we're more interested in. Wait, hang on. Yeah, it, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's like objectivity, isn't it? Main, I think mainly for both of us. It's like, yeah. look, I'm going to be doing something. I know that if I write it myself, it's just going to be 40 sets of curls or like things I like. It's going to be like max out on deadlift every day because that might be fun. So I need someone to say, look, like that's probably not the best thing to do objectively, like removing emotion from the situation. This is what I would recommend instead. And then someone to just look at what you're doing and, and help you make decisions. Right? That's basically what it is. And then the other aspect for me is information. So for lifting, don't really need that. Like we've kind of, mm. we've completed it, mate. Mm. Um, but for flares, which is a, a move I'm currently trying to learn, <clears throat> it's very new to me. It's outside of my normal kind of field. I'm like, well, I found a guy who has achieved the result and teaches that. Great. I'm going to hire him as a consultant, as you said, and he's in the, the consultant role, not in the like army boot camp roll he just looks at the videos and goes okay so your hips are too high here your left leg's not straight here you need to fix these things i'm like cool i'll go and do it so he's you could say one chapter ahead of where you are now he's and, several chapters ahead yeah okay depending on the size of the chapter <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like he what you are buying really is i would like this thing to be true about my life i would like to be able to not have to use the sex swing in the park to be able to do the, exactly. spinny, the spinny things. That's what you said to me, isn't it? You rang me the day and you were like, I'm trying to do the spinny things. So I bought a sex swing because I can't do the spinny things without a sex swing. And so, I was like, so I, I get it, man. I'm the same. Swing. Pardon? I have to use the sex swing as like a intermediary. <laughs> to do the spinny. To do the spinny. Yeah. So I can't do the spinny things. I haven't tried the sex swing, but I imagine even with the spinny, even with the sex swing, I can do the spinny things. So I'm <laughs> thinking, well, I'd like to do that how do i do how do i achieve that well okay there's a lot of information that i don't know and even when i'm trying to take all the information in it's like well what if i read the wrong information exactly like, or what if i like spend a year doing the wrong stuff i'd rather pay save that year mm -hmm. and so and i think everyone knows this intuitively mm. but when you really flesh it out that's what that's your sales mechanism like i saw someone tweet the other day saying cancel 18 year old life coaches now cancel cancel as in like remove right. them from the internet yeah, yeah. Mm. which everyone's like well yeah or, like definitely we feel that on a gut level because what what do they have to offer what do they have to show for it mm -hmm. and I, I think like whether or not they do or not like maybe there's the odd 18 year old like i've met the odd very wise 18 year old and and the, the odd very kind of unwise 40 year old but the the issue there is, has this person achieved the result that I'm looking to achieve, ideally? Or if not, second best is, can they achieve that result for other people consistently? And have they shown that they can do that? I think both are necessary. And we've done the podcast on this. I can't remember what the title was um, of like, what, you know, how, how far do you have to have gone in that pursuit to be able to coach someone in that? But as you said, the ultimate thing is you have to be at least a chapter ahead. I think if it's achieved, so if it's like, because people go, oh, yeah, but Usain Bolt's running coach doesn't run as fast as Usain Bolt. Like, I, okay, like, obviously, you, you extend the argument to that level. Yes, correct. But he's produced Usain Bolt. He has. And, and I imagine he's done some running in the past. Like, a, may, maybe not. 
right? But I, I imagine if you spoke to Usain Bolt's coach, you'd be like, all right, yeah, like fair enough, mate. Like you've, you've done a bit of running before. If he hasn't done running, then his marketing is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> regardless, smart man. But I think if the results are cheap, so if it's like, I'm going to teach you to bench press 100 kilos, right? And I can't bench press 100 kilos unless I have a like mechanical or like a reason why not. I should have been it. I should have done that myself before I try and tell someone else to do it. Right. And so like, because otherwise it's like, well, yes, you might have something that's worked. Cause, cause the problem with case studies and testimonials and before and after photos is we all know someone who would have got the results in that thing regardless. Like it doesn't matter what they were told to do. They would have succeeded anyway. That's a really good point. Cause, and, and I think one of the, I would trust someone who was really shit at bench press and got decent at it. Yeah. Rather than someone who first time they benched got 150 and brought it up to 200. It's why like on his arms are like that. I really listen to Lane Norton about benching because he's long. like he's got a good bench press, but he's got long arms. Like he's got that he's got he hasn't got the most favorable dimensions for benching, but he's achieved a good bench press. So that's a, a good like a good person to because he because he's had to deal with a lot of like fuck's sake along the way. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> the man to trust. Someone who's really struggled with it, like. And, you know, you trust a marriage counsellor who has been divorced 15 times and then, and then no, not just been divorced 15 times, but then had a exactly. successful marriage of 10 years after yeah. that. That's a person who knows a thing or two, isn't it? So... Been around the block a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing a, a video years ago when I was trying to learn wall flip. So where you, you do a flip off a wall. Mm. And the tutorial was literally, it was on YouTube, it was a minute long. And it was this guy just like, well, guys, so... um. I'm going to teach you how to do the, the wall flip today. So uh, what I'm going to do, yeah, is I'm going to run up the wall and I'm going to flip off it. <laughs> and then he did it. And you're like, oh, great. Thanks, man. Really, really useful. Yeah. There. So that, I think it's, yeah. So, so as you say, it should be both, right? Because there's two sides to the, to the equation. One is I may have a few clients who got shredded, but had a really high propensity to get that result anyway but I've never been shredded myself. So like, do I really have a replicable system or approach? And then also if I've got the results myself, like maybe I'm that person, right? Like someone teaching business who just did a load of like revealing photos on Instagram and suddenly had a huge following and sold an ebook. Like has you, have you made that work for at least one other person? Cause if not, like you had a result that was a bit of a, a unicorn result that may have happened anyway, and now you're trying to teach it. And if it's not replicable in both, both directions, then it's probably not worth teaching, but all this, so there's all this, all this stuff we're talking about, it all comes back to like you said before, people intrinsically know that that's really what coaching is. It's like someone's moving from point A to point B. Like I'm stuck with something. I'd like to achieve something. I don't really know what's in the middle. I'd like some help. So I'm going to pay someone. I'm going to buy something to then think, right. That means zoom classes. You know, it's just a bit, it doesn't quite fit when you look at it, like, and you zoom out and think like, okay, could I offer that in a way that actually makes more sense for my lifestyle? That doesn't mean I have to get up at this time and like, make sure Zoom's working and make sure my camera's set up and make sure like I've showered and there's nothing weird in the background and there's no noise outside. No one's alarms going off, all those sorts of things. Like you can make something that's your best effort that people then use and have access to and you support them along. It's just far easier. Do you think there's any use case for doing live stuff? Support. So, um, support. 
yeah, answering questions, speaking to clients live. Okay. What about front-end free stuff? So, no. Because it seems like the main model people are doing is like, oh, join my live Zoom class. It's five pounds to, mm-hmm. to get a slot. If that was flipped around and it was, I'm going to do live Zoom classes on Instagram, then that's like you're getting a taste of, of what I teach. Join the members area and get the full structured thing so that you can get the result on your own in your own time. Right, I see. So you mean like why would someone, do you mean like people who are doing live classes on their Instagram as a sales tool, as a marketing tool? Yeah. I just think like that's not why, not very many rational people are sat there thinking, I've never seen, I've never heard of this person before. Oh, but hold on. They did a live class this morning on their Instagram. I'll definitely buy their thing for 200 quid. It's just not like, think, think about it. Like imagine yourself, like, would you buy based on that? Probably not. Right. How did you pick your coach? So I found his YouTube channel on a how to tutorial. Interesting. So, you so, so there's intent based. You were searching for something and he gave you presumably a bit of value, I imagine. Oh, yeah. And there's free videos. Just yeah. like, right. And you're like, okay, this person clearly is the expert in this field, has some answers that may be relevant to me. I think probably what he charges for will help me get from A to B. Yeah, exactly. Here's my card details. And I, I had to go and seek him out. He didn't reach out to me at all. That's the like the best case scenario, isn't it? But he can't, yeah. and you can't. He can't rely or run. I mean, maybe he can because it's so niche and so specific. But trying to run a like a general fitness business like that, like hoping that you show up on Google or show up on YouTube when someone types, "How do I lose weight for mobs?" Like, best of luck. So it, it's funny because even with that guy who I'm paying for his advice. If he was doing live classes, I, so I wouldn't go. <laughs> I've, the been, I've, that, stuff, I've got this thing. It's twenty dollars. Do you say? Yeah, twenty dollars a month. Um, it's a live Zoom class twice a week. Um, you'd be like, look, can I pay you a hundred dollars to just for you to do it without the Zoom classes? Well, yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, I, was, I was happy to pay up to two hundred dollars for his coaching. Mm-hmm. Turned out it was twenty dollars. Okay, but Great. right, him doing two live Zoom classes a week, much more effort for him. Yeah. Very little yield. I can only yeah. speak for me. There may be people who So I think I think there's always going to be clients who just aren't candidates for online coaching and they probably will benefit from like they, they want in person classes, they get something out of working with you that isn't necessarily just I want my programming handled, my accountability taken care of some objectivity it's like i like the class i'm friends with the people there um it's part of my social life it's part of my week completely get that like they will go back to the gym as soon as they think it's safe at the first available opportunity so they're the people who you would make money from because doing that model because that's what they want right that's actually in your classes and then yeah they when lockdowns happened they've just stayed in the class but Mm -hmm. an online version slightly worse but they'll stick with it and then, but it's it's still transacting on the same model, right? It's still like, what am I after? Okay, I want a community-based fitness program that I can take part in with other people. Not, I would like to drop this much body weight in this period of time using this. This like, it's it's a, that's what they're paying for. So that's the service. So like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. 
Like it's more about how they receive the service than what they're getting. But for most of the fitness industry, like most of the market, it's a, I would like to achieve this. How do I do that? Who's the person for me to listen to? So if you interrupt them with something, take them through a sales process and then sell them something that will get them the result. Not many people care how it's delivered as long as they get the result, right? If I'm shredded, but you didn't use an app or like your logo was yellow or like something that like, you know, you think is really important or you like, you didn't give me a zoom call every morning, but I got really good results from it. I don't care. I'm probably still going to stay. I'm probably still going to tell my friends about it. I'm probably still going to give you a, a really good before and after photo. Yeah. There it is. That's it. That's it. That's all there is to it. So there is our thoughts on Zoom classes and why like they go on the sex swing. And the, well, so the last week was uh, the sex swing on the Propane Business Podcast in this time loop. Oh, right, really? Mm. In podcast land. In podcast land, yeah. Shit. What you to ah? Oh, because you to I remember. Is is, is is that the same thing where you were like, Johnny? I'm being marketed to. I'm very aware that I'm being marketed. <laughs> is it that same thing? This was it. It just all oh, right. It was painful. I saw the VSL, which was just someone demonstrating the unit, and that, that was it. I was just I couldn't get it out of my head. I was doubled over in pain for the next three days. Just like, oh. I was talking and to I, to buy it. I was talking to a client about this. How like. There's some marketing in some businesses, so like Apple does this to me. I think they do it to you, but not quite as much. That you see something. We were talking about Chris with the AirPods, like AirPod Pros. Like I saw them get released, and I was like, no, that's extravagant. I don't need them. They're too expensive. But part of me knows that I'll buy them eventually. It's just a matter of time. So like you saw that video, and you're like, I'm going to buy that. Like they've scratched an itch. I'm going to buy that. It's just so what, a case of when. what I was talking about in the last week's episode. The reason Johnny isn't aware of this is because it was a monologue episode. He, he, he hasn't just got amnesia about. <laughs> so it was that they didn't need to do any objection handling. I don't even have anywhere to hang it. And I couldn't find anywhere to hang it, but I was like, well, I'll just deal with that problem <laughs> after I've got to buy it anyway. That's brilliant, man. You should get in and touch with you. I don't know whether you have, have you spoken to them? Yeah. Just say like fantastic, fantastic sales marketing. Yeah. I, I, I didn't say that to them, but I'll, um, I would I'll like know. I feel like when you're marketing something, you hope it's good. It's hard to know, isn't it? Hard to tell for sure. It's a product that the niche is this small, mm. like, and they're it's just not. Even... So where one of the courses we've recently been through, it's a bit of a, like a bit of an extreme example, but it uses this example of, if you develop the cure for cancer, you wouldn't need a like many chat bot funnel to sell it. Yeah. Right? Like, because the, the problem you're solving is so major and it's abundantly clear to people why they would need it and when they would need it, that you almost wouldn't like the problem would not be fuck. Like I can't market this. It'd be like, Holy shit. Like how do I serve the market? Like all these people want this thing. How do I actually distribute this? And so like, that's when the part that people ignore is exactly what you just described. Like probably the marketing could have been half as good or a third as good. But if, as long as you were able to see, okay, this is what this is. That's solving the problem that I have. It looks all right. I'll, I'll figure the rest out. Like you probably would have still bought it because of how specific it was to you. It's exactly that. I feel like I was walking down the street and I just got sniped. Like, <laughs> really specifically targeted and i was like oh so 
the, the same course talks about um, the difference between being out in a crowded area and shouting, hey, everyone, listen, please, I've got something really important. <laughs> and people just ignoring you, which they would, like if you're in London or something. Yeah. Compared to, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, you're going to get Ryan's attention. Whoever Ryan is, he's going to turn around and be like, People used to do that with ads. I think it's been banned now, but people used to like write Facebook ads of like, Dave. And then like, obviously there'll be thousands, tens of thousands of people who aren't called Dave who see it. But when Dave sees it, Dave's going to click. Yeah. The guy, I think you sent it to me where the guy uploaded a custom audience of just his mate. Facebook. <laughs> like, he, um, he was like psychologically torturing this guy for six months. This guy had a problem with like swallowing tablets, like paracetamol. And so he was like trying desperately to do it. And he started seeing loads of ads that this guy was creating for his roommate that were just saying, have trouble swallowing tablets, like try this solution. And then the day that he successfully swallowed a tablet, he uploaded an ad, which was like gulp that sound when it, when you finally get it right. And the guy, and the guy's like telling his roommate, like, man, like this targeting on Facebook, like really powerful, just messing with him. But yeah, like you had that on a, like that company's presumably selling to not just you. We have to assume Someone's not just made a product for Yousef, sold it to Yousef for Yousef. I would not be surprised, <laughs> given how perfect it was. But yeah, there will be people everywhere that, like, it, it's, I mean, yeah, for, for that one, I, I mean, I discussed it all last week, but it's, it doesn't need any, any marketing beyond, like, we know that you have this problem Is and we have the solution. Mm. It's 300 euros. See you. <laughs> Bye then. <laughs> I'll look out for your order coming through. Yeah. I think the quality of the Instagram ads we're being served at the moment are pretty good. I think we both oh, agree. Good. What's most strange is that we both think that. Well, we're both, I think we both have very similar buying habits. Yeah. Something that I think... Both called Ryan. The thing that both of us do is there's something that has a very high like perceived level of quality that solves a very specific thing we're trying to do that's quite expensive and we'll think about it for a week or 10 days and then make the decision and like the week to 10 days is just us like scanning for a logical reason as to why it might like is there any logical reason why this is a bad idea emotionally i know i want to buy the thing but like might it be a stupid decision i'll maybe ask a few people or tell a few people and then buy it anyway yeah that's, that's exactly that's just the buying pattern isn't it just our life isn't it <laughs> and instagram knows cool Maybe. fine well, hopefully that was helpful we can okay bye then i'll see you on tomorrow's uh, live zoom class want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. 
If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode. Thank you.